Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And I'm sitting here missing you, sipping this 80 proof, getting my first taste of gum. And welcome everybody, Bob Stopper, Brennan Escott joining you on Oilers Now. Is that the Canadian version of Sam Hunt? Well, Josh Ross, as a former football player at the University of Western Ontario, is now plying his trade as a musician uh, in Nashville. Sam Hunt, of course, a former college quarterback in the States that has become a massive uh, crossover star. This is Oilers Now. Hope you're having a uh, magnificent Monday. It is our birthday. And so I'm going to pose the question right from the get-go on Oilers Now, brought to you for the ninth consecutive season by Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex e-commerce store, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. Brendan Escott is with us. Of course, uh, hosts uh, Edmonton Elks pre- and post-game show. He's the producer on this show and uh, fill-in co-host and master of all in uh, the 630 Ched Chorus building. Brendan, 11 years ago today, do you know where you were? I don't. You don't, eh? I have to think hard. Okay, well, I can tell you this. August 22nd, 2011, Oilers now made its debut on 6.30 Chet after a two-year run as a show known as Oilers Lunch on another station uh, at a somewhat uh, similar time. So it's been 11 years. There's been lots of changes along the way. Special thanks to uh, you, the listeners, for... Uh, continuing uh, to support the show and, and not being afraid to correct us if we have a slightly different perspective. Brennan, I'll tell you this. When you think of, when I think back to 2011, the orders were really sort of in the embryonic stages of their rebuild. They'd had uh, the Taylor Hall draft year in 2010 and 2011. Of course, they took Ryan Nugent Hopkins. We were also in the position where they're going to be fighting for a building. Uh, and I, I recall uh, I bumped into an old friend, uh, Daily Doug, and he was uh, giving me a bit of a uh, time tells all truths. And uh, we were having a bit of a conversation sort of on how everything ultimately came to fruition for the new downtown uh, entertainment and arena complex. And it was it was a battle, to say the least. And there's still some people to this day that aren't happy. Uh, that it got ultimately done. Uh, they didn't feel that it was fair that uh, uh, some public funds, a, a 3P deal, a private-public partnership went into being. And all I could think of is after watching Team Canada uh, win the uh, gold medal on Saturday night uh, and the, the, the fans coming out and supporting uh, Team Canada and, and the, the attendance growing during the course of the, the World Junior Tournament, uh, just, you know, man, it was great having that facility. And uh, and the battle was indeed worth it. We'll talk a little bit about that coming up with John Shannon uh, today at 1235 for Legacy Heating and Cooling. 105, Jack Michaels will be joining us. He's down in Pennsylvania getting his uh, daughter hooked up for university at Penn State. And I thought, well, wait a sec, Penn State, every offseason we have Guy Godowski on the show at least one time. 
And so we'll hook up with uh, my former teammate, the head coach at Penn State University, Guy Godowski, to talk a little bit about NCAA college hockey. Now, you can reach us anytime at River Creek Resort Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. Get charged up for the summer. Bring your player's club card to the venue and get a free River Cree portable charger. More info available at rivercreeresort.com. You can uh, text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfinefloors.com. So, yeah, 11 years ago today, we launched a show. The producer at that time was Reed Wilkins. Uh, he stayed with us for two years until he took over uh, Inside Sports in September of 2013, as well as Edmonton Oilers pre- and post-game. He was replaced by Brendan Ulrich. Uh, Brendan is now uh, making big money in Tales for Sales. Uh, Brendan was with us from 2013 to 2018, and Brendan Escott joined us in September of 2018, which was a very tumultuous season uh, for the Edmonton Oilers, to say the least. It was a year that Todd McClellan was relieved of his duties. Pete Shirelli was let go as well during the course of that season. Uh, Ken Holland came aboard in May of 2019, and the Oilers have had a 6-10 winning percentage since. And as we're about basically three weeks away, I guess, from uh, uh, the Oilers heading off to the rookie tournament in Penticton, the Young Stars tournament, the Oilers at a very different place. I was uh, at the uh, Oilers Partners Golf Tournament on Friday, uh, which took place out of the quarry. Special thanks to everybody that helps support us out there, including the corporate sponsors. And Brendan, what do you think the number one question that I got asked on Friday out of the quarry, Saturday out of the track, out of Century Mile for the Canadian Derby? By the way, Ryan Nugent Hopkins' horse uh, ended up uh, winning uh, race number three infinite patience it wasn't even the philly won by a mile wasn't even close what do you think i'm getting asked all the time by others fans around town there's one name that keeps on popping up again and again and again okay i'll take a stab at this is ryan mcleod gonna sign uh well that's that's a given we know that okay. what about okay well patrick uh, kane there the we go second. patrick kane patrick kane so tell me this should they go all in and go get patrick kane for the season I don't know if this is the right guy to push all your chips to the table on. But then maybe it is, Bob. I mean, with the offseason that they've had thus far, maybe it is. Okay, so we need to set the parameters of what they're willing to give up, okay? 2023 number one. Remember, they've used their last four number ones. So you're not trading a guy like Borgo as an example. So assume that they would trade the 2023 number one. Uh, I think it'd be fair to say, and this is not going to make some people happy out there, but it wouldn't surprise me if one of Pugliarvi or conversely, uh, you know, a guy maybe on the left wing that exactly hasn't had the traction, you know who I'm talking about, kind of in the same price point, hasn't really got going yet for the Edmonton Oilers. That, of course, has been Warren Fogel. So one of Fogel or Pugliarvi, because the money has to make sense, a number one in 2023, a couple other prospects, uh, not any of the number ones. So not Broberg, not Holloway, uh, not Borgo, not Schaefer, because those are Oilers now. Those are Oilers players now. And then a couple other prospects and maybe another pick. And you might need another team to be involved in it. 
Remember, Patrick Kane is only owed $2.9 million in real dollars, so it's easy for Chicago to retain half of his $10.5 million on the cap. That would knock it down to 5.25. The Oilers, in theory, would need to find somebody to eat another quarter and pay about 700000 bucks to Kane. That's worth about a third-round draft choice, um, according to some. Uh, for me, all day you should consider doing it. Absolutely. Why not? For what? And you do it now. You do it now. You go make it happen. You can text us 780-496-0063. I think that if it happens, Brendan, at the deadline, you might have several suitors. If you strike right now, it might limit the amount of teams that get involved. But who knows what Kyle Day... I I, I still can't figure out why Kyle Davidson made the Kirby Doc trade. I don't get that trade. By the way, I have some news on Kirby Doc of the Montreal Canadiens. Closing in on a four-year extension with the Montreal Canadiens organization um, in the range of about 3 to $3.25 million. It's going to be a very team-friendly deal if that ultimately comes to fruition, but I could see that happening with Kirby Doc. So if I go for Kane right now, I go for now. There's a big caveat in all of this. He's got to want to come here. I wouldn't room it out of the realm of possibilities that there might be an interest to come here. Just because of the McDavid dry settle factor, the team is going to be considered a top eight team in the Western or in the uh, National Hockey League this year, a top four team. I, I think the Athletic put something out, Brandon, a couple of weeks ago where they had Edmonton third or fourth overall in the standings in the National Hockey League. The Oilers have been 12th, 11th, and 11th. I'll take top eight because you can strike from top eight. But for me, I'm open. If we're talking one of Pugliarvi or Fogel, a 2023 number one, obviously lottery protected, possibly another pick. You might need the the pick. It might be a third rounder going to another club to eat some cash. And then a couple B prospects. I'm into that all day if you can make that happen somehow, some way. Go for it. I'm just curious if another team doesn't step up in that instance because there's got to be somebody out there you would think that's willing to give an A prospect in this situation. That's just, that's my reservation is, uh, is that price point going to be enough to get them out of there? But obviously you would know a lot more than I would about that if I, I, we've seen Chicago do some weird stuff. Come on, man. Season, I mean, take a look so. at the two deals they made already. The one with Ottawa. Does that make any sense to you at all? No, but I don't know. I mean, does that mean that every deal is going to be a puzzling one? I mean, you could, like, what I see in Chicago in Kyle Davidson is a guy coming in that wants his imprint on the team. And so that means moving some guys out. And if I'm Patrick Kane... I want to go to where I have a chance to win if I'm going in on a one-year rental. And make no mistake, there's a reason why I want to keep Borgo come high hell or high water. You can figure it out. Guess who's replacing Kane if you go get him in a year from now? Xavier Borgo on an ELC. So that is is why, okay? Like, I mean, he's... So this... In this scenario, hypothetically... Let's just say it ended up being Pugliarvi, a number one, a couple B prospects, another pick... In this scenario, Kane would come in. He'd play in your top six. He would join McDavid, Dreisaitl, Evander Kane, Zach Hyman, and Nugent Hopkins in the Oilers' top six. Okay? And then you might be able to go McLeod, Fogel, and Yamamoto on the third line. Those guys hang together. And whatever you got to cobble together on the fourth line, you do. It's fine. Right? Like, I'm just... Now, people are going to... I'm getting asked, what are the chances of this happening? I don't know. 
I think Edmonton's going to be in there looking in. I'm going to tell you that right now. I think they have to be. I don't think the orders are done. We're getting a lot of texts saying they need to address the defense. They need to address the defense. But there's a cultural fit to things as well. And speaking of culture, we are going to head into the Oilers Now Audio Vault, brought to you by Direct Workwear, proud to offer on-site seams for services and embroidery. Get your workwear and have it customized on one trip. Special thanks to Cam Moon for hosting Friday's show for us. I want to get to this comment. Um, Brad Holland, the Oilers assistant general manager, he told this story, you know, uh, played hockey at Sacred Heart, Started off as a writer. He was a journalism uh, major uh, with the NHL.com. Uh, and then he got moved into um, video. And while he was doing video for the National Hockey League in the war room, he went to law school. And after that, he ended up working for the Toronto Maple Leafs and Lou Lamarillo in a support role that helped him recognize uh, the different important roles that people play. Here's Brad Holland on his time in Toronto learning from uh, Lou Lamarillo and the importance of team and culture. I mean, I've had a lot of, of great mentors, great supervisors. Lou Lamarillo made more of an impact on me, I think, than any of them. And I don't say that lightly. Mike, Mike Murphy, Colin Campbell, Bob Condor with NHL.com, um, Archie Henderson here with the Edmonton Oilers, all have, have contributed to my career. Ken Holland, obviously. Yes. Um, but Lou, Lou took a real interest in me, and my role there was, was team services. And it, 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 at, at the time, I didn't realize how important that role is. Kate Doyle does that for us, does an amazing job. It's a hard job. It's a, it's a job that's not intuitive. It's something that you have to be constantly available for. And Lou was a, a big support system. And he took an interest and he allowed me, I think, access in areas that normally a team services director would not be granted access to. Right. And he taught me so much about, he always says, you know, chemistry is important. Um, and I never really understood what that meant until I was in an NHL locker room. Chemistry does matter. The players interacting with each other every day, the coaching staff, how people are treated, um, every part of that goes, pours into what happens on the ice. And when people say chemistry now, I, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, uh, a believer in the Lou Lamorello and now the Ken Holland system. Ken Holland is also of that vintage. They know how important it is. And I think that has helped me to balance you know, the, the new school, the, the, the more information available, the data points available with this idea that, look, this is still a person business. This is still a relationship business. And you have to know people and understand where they're coming from and support them and give them the tools they need to be really good at their job. And it's not just players. Lou Lamorello, Ken Holland, they help me do my job. They help the coaching staff do their job. They help the training staff, the equipment managers. And all of that then translates to what happens on the ice. Because if you have unhappy trainers, unhappy equipment managers, you might have unhappy players, which then will translate to the ice. So I think Lou was, was the first part of that. Um, I was lucky enough. I got to walk back in the Prudential Center with Lou Lamorello for the first time after he left New Jersey. And I got to walk into Little Caesars Arena with Ken Holland for the first time after he left uh, Detroit. I've been very lucky to have those two mentors, and they've been a huge part of my career development. Well, there's no question. And I, I always find it interesting, uh, Brennan, just on culture, because sometimes we have a lot of people in town that seem to have an incredible amount of information on what happens in the Oilers' room. And as one of the guys for the last 
going on now 15 seasons. It's actually traveled on the plane for 13 of the last 14 years. I sure in hells don't know everything that's on the room. It happens in the room. And that's, you know, I mean, I'm on the plane. I'm with the team on the road. Um, there's there's a lot of people that have mastered the art of hearsay and have tried to sell that as, I know what's going on. Well, what I would say is, I think there is a more harmonious time right now. Uh, it appears to be the case. And I don't think that Edmonton's a team that has the same challenges attracting players as it once did, which circles back to Patrick Kane. So to answer your question, yes, I'd be interested to step up. And why not? For a year, why not go get them? I mean, how electrifying and exciting would the Oilers be if they found a mechanism and a trade to, to bring in Patrick Kane? We get a lot of people that disagree. A lot of people say they need to spend money on defense or not even spend money, spend assets on defense. We'll get to some of those texts as well as NHL today for elite promotional marketing. Our top story for legacy heating and cooling, whether it's heating or cooling, you get it. Uh, you need get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy, legacy heating and cooling. I saw it, Stephen Weiss, uh, from we- uh, formerly of Weiss Johnson, now with legacy heating and cooling the other day. And uh, I got to tell you something, Brendan. Just uh, the top story, Canada winning the gold medal. I thought Canada got lucky. Um, by my count, the power plays were 7 n- nothing for Canada. I don't think Finland actually, maybe I'm wrong, maybe I missed one. Uh, Canada got really lucky in that game. I did. Dave Cameron, going all the way back to the meltdown in 2011, I'm not the biggest Dave Cameron guy. I didn't like how he handled Bedard, where he put him on the ice in the power play. You got a guy with that type of shot, put him on one of the two walls and let him rip away. Instead, he had him in the middle bumper. It looked like they lost Bedard as the tournament went on. McMass, or, uh, you know, obviously McTavish was fantastic uh, for Canada. Johnson was really good. But Finland battles hard, man, and they hang around. Uh, Canada got a little bit lucky. Hey, it was a great moment. It was awesome for the fans, awesome for Terry O'Flynn and all the tournament organizers. That uh, It's been a hard last two-plus years. But the, at the end of the day, Canada won. Give me your, a rip on uh, what transpired on Saturday. I know you were doing the... Uh, the Elks thing on Friday as well in Ottawa. Yeah, I saw a latter little bit of the Canada game and into overtime there, and and that's that's almost a your Jordan Eberle esque moment right there with McTavish pulling the puck off of the goal line. That was no small feat, right? It wasn't like it was trickling. That was batted down. So uh, watch him cement himself in history. There was pretty cool, and I think that watching the crowd in its full effect there, Bob, right up into the upper bowl there, sort of salvaged what had been other. Otherwise, a pretty negative over uh, undertone, I suppose, uh, to the rest of the tournament there. So kudos to everybody for coming out and and, and making it. You know, what it was hard. Know that it's it's the first time we've ever done it. Uh, I mean, the Holenka Gretzky was in the summer, but the World Juniors in the summer. There were several. Uh, there were lower. There was different ticket prices. Uh, difficult range. I mean, you can't compare a tournament in Canada to a tournament in Europe. Because the tournaments in Canada make money, the World Junior level. The tournaments in Europe, they need the money off the World Hockey Championship and the World Juniors in Canada to pay for the other World Championships, like women's events, because those are lost leaders in many cases. So that just comes with the territory. Let's do this. It's 12.25 at Edmonton. When we come back, Brendan Escott will bring you NHL today. Leon Dreisettle uh, headed back to Europe uh, this week. Uh, The... 
European tour uh, for the media is taking place in the next couple days. So I know I talked to somebody that was on the bird last night uh, that uh, was flying out there for that. All right, let's get to NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandise and specialist. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com with news on the New York Islanders front. Here's Brendan Escott. They signed restricted free agents Alexander Romanov and Noah Dobson to three-year contract extensions. Dobson's AAV, $4 million a year. Romanov's two and a half. Also signed 24-year-old winger Kiefer Bellows for one year. Uh, it did take overtime and, as we mentioned, a miracle saved. Canada's uh, golden once again at the World Juniors. Sweden beat Czechia earlier in the day for bronze and Senna's prospect Ridley Gregg out three to four weeks separating his shoulder at the World Juniors. All right, uh, let's bang off some text. Here we go. Uh, this text comes in. Uh, Kevin in Vancouver says, the person that made that schedule should have done Canada games at night games instead of in the afternoons. People work. Uh, then they whine about no fans in the stands. Look, there were a lot of reasons why. Uh, that tournament was basically sold out for the 2021 uh, edition. I guess that would have been the 21 World Juniors. And then we went full-blown bubble. And then it was supposed to have been running in uh, December, January this past year. And two days in, the night before the tournament, uh, seating arrangement got changed because of the COVID thing and ended up shutting it down because of Omicron. Then we uh, morphed into a summer tournament. Uh, several other factors, extended orders, playoff run. Some would suggest ticket prices, though there were multiple different uh, price points you could go to a game at. Uh, Hockey Canada scandal. It, it all, I guess, contributed, but I agree. The start times played a factor for the people that were in town. Uh, would have been better off maybe to have had Canada play later games at night. Off to a global news weather traffic update. Eileen Bell back with John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling.